Good morning, family. This is Dee Dee Banks, and thank you for listening to me today, this morning or this afternoon, wherever, whatever time it is where you are. I love you, and I miss you, and I hope that you are doing well and in good health. We are going through some trying times, and I hope and pray that you're calm, you're wise, you're patient, and you're listening to what's going on so that you can stay safe and be healthy. Um, so far, there's been 21 states that have received uh, the stay-at-home order, and uh, only essential services will be available, like the grocery stores, the pharmacies, the gas stations, the food banks, uh, the convenience stores like the 7-Elevens, the Mavericks, or whatever you call them, and uh, uh, restaurants who are delivering food. Um, they're they're just asking that um, what whoever we come in contact with that we're at least uh, six feet away. Now there's some uh, so if there is um, that means that there's 29 states that are still working and they're still functioning. And um, I don't know if they're going to decide to do the stay at home orders. Uh, rumor has it that I got maybe about three weeks ago that America would be shutting down completely. And uh, we all will be at, uh, at, at on the stay-at-home orders, but uh, we got 29 states left that have not done that. And I am still uh, going to my uh, job that I do two days a week, and they have not said a word about shutting down. They have no interest in shutting down, but 95% of the employees there are working from home. Um, I do a little bit of administrative work for them, so um, I'm the front. So um, uh, they they need me and my colleague there, uh, but we can't work with one another, so we have to take turns. But I thank God I only work two days a week because right now, I don't know, I, I just can't deal with uh, working and dealing with people, especially with all this panic that's going on. Um, hardly any uh, essentials that we need are in the grocery stores. So it's just really, really been a uh, trying time um, for everyone. And uh, being at a job, God has blessed me to walk away um, from working full time. Uh, and I am so thankful. I uprooted myself from the Washington, D.C. area uh, to come back to my hometown, Utah. And I decided to find my passion and think about what I really want to do in my life. And um my calling is working with young people and talking to young people and ins inspiring anyone who needs inspiration, the downtrodden, the, the beat down. And I'm just for the, the people that are considered outcasts. And I'm always available and I always want to encourage people because there's so many people out there that are depressed and they want to commit suicide because of, you know, um, bullying and um, different things, you know, comparing ourselves to others and you look around and you think that you're uh, less than or unfortunate. So those are the people that I uh, love to uh, be with and pray for and encourage and uplift. 
That's my calling. So I do what I love now. I no longer want to do anything for money. Yes, what I do, whatever I get paid and what I do, I will be thankful and I will be grateful because the Lord has blessed me to have everything that I have ever wanted, what I wanted, not what anybody wanted for me, but what for I always wanted in my life. He gave me the opportunity to go get it and be happy. And I've had a wonderful a life. I've had struggles because I've been out on my own since I've been 16. But I just thank God for what I learned as I, I was raised without anyone. Uh, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have anyone trying to guide and lead me. God watched over me as I went through the trenches uh, down in the valleys and came up. And that's why I am the woman that I am today. I had to um, ask the Lord to deliver me from what people thought about me, from what they thought that I should be making, what they thought that I should be driving, what they thought where they thought I should be living. And he delivered me from all of that. And I am so happy, family. I am so grateful. And I want you to be the same. Be who God created you to be. And that's what we have to do at this time right now. We're going through a crisis, a major crisis, and um, it's a virus that's taking people out. And it's important that we are uh, together and we're wise and, and uh, you know, just, just in tune with what's going on. Be you. Focus on being you and not allowing people to make you feel any less than what God created you to be. If you can do that, I'll tell you, you'll be happy too. And I'm, I, I just have never been so happy in, in my life. Uh, at, at, I'm in my sixties and I'm so, so very, very happy and grateful that I'm living and I'm breathing. And I just ask that the Lord just keep on blessing me. And I want to keep blessing you with encouraging words. That's why I started this podcast, because it's not about anything other than just real talk, talking to you about things that people don't talk about. And I'm not fake, phony. I am real. And I'm not trying to impress anyone. I could care less about what anybody thinks of me. I want to do this podcast to just have fun with it and just talk about what's going on in this crazy world. And this crazy world is crazy for real right now. I mean, crazy, cray, cray, crazy. And uh, we're going to get through that so far. Uh, now, Trump is saying that he want to reopen uh, for us to go back to normalcy uh, by uh, Easter. And I'm not sure about all that because so many people we have had oh, over Last week, it was 26,000 people have been diagnosed in the United States. Now, um, you know, it's probably more than that. They're out of mass. Our country is out of mass. We're out of ventilators. You know, people are price gouging. Uh, and we have to report that, too. If you go to the grocery store and you know for a fact that things are uh, more than a dollar over what they were, it's time to report them and shame them. And they will be fined if you report them. Go to the store managers. You talk about it and shame them for allowing uh, this to be going on uh, in the grocery stores. We have to stand up, folks, because we need paper uh, towels. We need toilet paper. We need uh, hand sanitizer. Um, these are the necessities that we have to have right now. And for people to be greedy and taking up everything, 
It, it is ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you something else that I picked up on. When you go to eat, when you go to the drive-thru to get food, and they're getting us now because you can't sit there and eat it and go take it to them and tell them to fix it. You get in, you're in your car, you pull up the drive-thru, you order food. It's been over. It's been they've raised their prices, too. And the food is nasty. Everything that I have tasted uh, when I go to the places that I were going before all this mess, things were sort of good. So you got to beware. And if, if you sit in the parking lot and taste your food and look at your food, and if it is not tasting the way it used to taste, baby, you go right back to them and you demand your money back. Or you have them refix it, whatever. I demand my money back because we can't allow people to take advantage of us during this time. And when you're out and about and you're hungry, you want to go grab a bite to eat. That's a shame that it doesn't taste good because it's expensive uh, to eat out. So stand up for yourself and call them out. I went to Taco Bell uh, yesterday after taking my dog to the a vet and I was so hungry because I didn't eat breakfast. I ordered four little crunchy tacos because I love them. My bill came over $6 for four tacos. I was pissed off. And I'm thinking, I said, are these bigger? What size are these? He made it seem like they were really the big ones. Man, I got home and they were those little bitty tacos and they were nasty. I'm telling you, they were nasty. Taco Bell's going down anyway, but I was clinging to the tacos because I love tacos. But four tacos for $6. It was a total ripoff, and I was so pissed off when I when I got home and I realized that. So check your food before you leave because people are taking advantage of us at this time. But I want to talk about the stimulus check. I uh, did my uh, I was up late last night and I was listening to the news. It has been approved, and I was also reading the newspaper this morning, and it said that it is true that each eligible eligible adult will receive. $1,200 from the government. And if you have children uh, in the household, the amount for them would be $500 for each child that you have. So if you have a big family, that's a nice little stimulus check. Okay. Now, income limits of $75,000 will, uh, the max for single people are $75,000 to get a check. That's for single filers and, and $150,000 for joint filers. So between the two, you and your spouse, you can't have make more than a thousand dollars in in gross uh, revenue, and um, I, that will be that means that each one of you will get a check. So that's twenty four hundred dollars for married folks in the family. So that can be a nice stimulus package. And um, so uh, people that make over ninety nine thousand dollars to one hundred and ninety eight thousand dollars per year, uh, uh, they are not eligible uh, to receive a check. And um, the government is going to use your taxes that you filed from 2018. So they will look at that. They look at your dependents and then they they gauge that. So it looks like the checks, it'll probably take for them to do that. It'll probably take us maybe a few months to get money. I don't know if I'll get money because I am no longer an American citizen. I am a sovereign citizen, a private woman. I chose to do that. In the month of February, you guys haven't heard from me in a few weeks uh, because that's what I was putting into place. I did my research about going private and I have decided that I want to be a private citizen where I um, am a uh, I go by God's laws, common laws, God's laws and not the statues of America. So I don't know if I will or not. 
I don't really care about that because I have decided that I want to disassociate myself with um, a wicked, wicked government, wicked laws, wicked things that have been happening. And, and at my age, uh, it's time to make a change. So I have decided to make a huge change, a huge sacrifice in my life to be a private woman. And I am so excited and I'm so proud. So if you want to look more into it yourself, look into uh, being a sovereign citizen. What does that mean? Being a private, I always say I'm a private woman. I'm my own uh, government at this time as of one month ago. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. But I wanted to tell you, um, be careful with your expenses. Don't go out spending the money that you have or that you save because you're going to get this check. Because this country has a tendency, even though it said that it, it was approved, it's, there's a final step that it has to go through before they're going to take action and, and, and cut these checks. So be wise with your money. Okay. Uh, just hold out for, for maybe a month or just a, you know, a little, I know money is tight probably, and we're getting, ain't getting anxious, but, um, just be careful because we don't want to get bamboozled for what's being said. And Trump has a tendency to say things and, uh, you know, because he he wants to look good right now. He wants to get reelected. So we have to really, really dot our I's and cross our T's and make sure that you don't overspend, take advantage of of uh, uh, what they are getting ready to offer us and going out splurging and spending your money on unnecessary things that you don't need. Buy what you need, not what you want at this time until you get that check. And then when you get that check, be very, very mindful of how you spend it because we are in some trying times and we don't know where the next dollar is going to come from after the stimulus package. We don't know what we're going to go through. Really, this is a a um, this is an enemy out there that's trying to wipe us out. And in order to be ahead of the game, you have to be smart. Be smart with your money. OK, protect yourself and protect your family. And also, you need to try to cook more at home. Uh, when you go to the store, there's, you know, try to Google meals that are cheaper, but um, have nutrition so that you don't gain a lot of weight while we're locked in. I uh, have a tendency to to uh, eat more when I'm home more, um, but it's OK because God's going to take care of all that, too. But the restaurants are ripping us off and we don't know what they're putting in that food. And they're substituting things probably because they've had to cut back because things have changed for them. OK, so restaurants, that's. That's a business and they have to make money. And so in order to to uh, keep money flowing, they may have to cut back on some things. So that might be uh, ingredients that they used to use and they may be substituting it for something else. Uh, but the food is not good out there so far where I've been. I don't know about you and where you live, but I live in the state of Utah and the food is nasty. OK, the restaurants aren't stepping up their game and I know that they are. Um, less employees uh, at places now. And people are just trying to do what they have to do to get by, but don't let it be at your expense, okay? This country is based on money and what they can get out of you, especially the middle class and the less fortunate class, okay? So that's how they get rich, is taking from us, amen? So, you know, you just be smart about your business and um, and protect you, you know, God cares about you and don't think that America cares about you because they don't. 
Only people that have a relationship with Christ and some that don't have a relationship with Christ, they kind of care about you and they're going to look over you. But when it comes to that money thing, it's about the almighty dollar, baby. And you trust, trust you me, uh, it's not going to be to your advantage. Uh, so just be mindful of that and don't fall for the okie doke. Don't get bamboozled. Okay. Don't get blindsided. Okay. It's, it's, uh, you see it everywhere. You know, people are taking advantage of us at this time, this time in a crisis that we are in. It is amazing how people are, are, are price gouging and, and so much fraud, scamming, calling you on the phone, scamming you. It's amazing. This is a wicked, wicked, wicked world. And uh, that's why I have disassociated myself. I'm in the word of God and I'm letting God lead me to keep me wide, my eyes wide open to what's going on in this world because I've been bamboozled too many times. I've been taken from too many times. I'm tired and I'm sick and tired of being tired. That's why I stood up. I said, I'm doing something about it. And uh, you look at your life and what's going to work best for you. As young people, I really recommend that you look into uh, being a uh, sovereign citizen. Look into it. Okay. I just want you to look into that. And, um, and, and, and I want you to uh, decide for yourself how you want to continue to live your life, all right? Uh, especially the, the Generation Z, those born in the 90s, up until ones that's born in 2000. Well, the 90s, those are younger, younger, younger. But uh, what I'm saying is just take a look, young people, into what's going on in America, okay? Don't get caught up in these flashy cars, uh, all these material things, and get blindsided about what's really happening, your future is at stake. And so you want to be smart about it right now, especially if you have chose to be parents at a young age, because this will affect them too. Okay. So I just want to just, um, just, just reiterate on that, right? That we have to watch out. Uh, our churches are closed. Everything is closed. And by the churches being closed, um, we as Christians have to make sure that we're doing our job because we are the church. Church is not the building. The church is the people in the building. The, the building is, is the house of God and we represent the church. So as a Christian, it is our duty, our job to be out there finding out what are the needs of the people right now. Your neighbors, look at your neighbors, call on your friends, call on the elderly or the elderly people of being take care of being taken care of in your community uh in your church i know if you come from a mega church i'm sure that the the leaders of the church are making sure that the um elderly people in the church are taken care of but those who belong to smaller churches make sure that you are not being just about you and that you are calling on the elderly and the sick and the poor making sure that they are being fed and make sure that they are not being mistreated. I am very concerned about the nursing homes not being able to have people visit them, especially family members, because there's a shortage in that industry. And I just, you know, something's been put, I've been praying for them, family, because I fear that they are going to perish. And, and I'm thinking that because People didn't care much about them when, when we didn't have this virus. So I'm just thinking this is a great opportunity for people not to give them their medicine, not to wipe their butts, to keep them from having bed sores, not to make sure that they have water. Oh, Father God, 
I am just praying to God that our the people in the nursing home are being watched over by angels. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And those that don't take care of those people, they have got to pay and they are going to go to hell if they are abusing the people who are mentally ill, physically ill, and sick. God does not like that. And I'm just praying that there's some good people with big hearts that are watching over that population all over this country because that's big money. Nursing homes make big, big, big money, okay? And if they can kill off people to get more people to come in there and lay in their beds, that's what they do. I've seen it. It happened to my mother. It happened to my mother-in-law. So I'm just talking from experience, no pun intended. I'm just telling you what I see. I never talk about anything that I don't know about. Either I have personally experienced it or I know people who have experienced it. I'm not a talker. Okay, I don't talk about things that I don't know about. I go by what I see and what I have experienced. Okay, so I just want to let you know that. Watch out for your family members if they are in nursing homes. Also, funerals. When people are dying, you can't even have a funeral now. They're saying that you have to do everything online. Your service is going to have to be online because you can't gather more than 10 people at a time. And so I say, if someone perishes in your family, to just hold out, have the body held until this thing passes over so you can have an actual funeral so that you can actually see where your family member, if they want to be uh, buried, that they're actually being buried. You're getting your money's worth of, you know, what you're paying because funeral homes are, are um, can be another place that people can scam you too. Okay, so this is a time of people taking advantage of people. And uh, I don't like it. It bothers me. And I'm praying for this country. I'm praying for this world that we turn our hearts around and turn to God and have a conscience and a heart that we take care of one another at this time. So um, since we're home, some of you have been laid off. And I know that uh, the, the anxiety is probably there, but your children are home too. They're not going to school. And so the kids that were in college, they're home. And so what are you guys doing with yourself? What, 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 how does it feel? Um, you know, what I know me personally, uh, being home and I get, I have two beautiful dogs and, and, uh, you know, I'm having a, a good life and, um, I really take this time to, uh, enjoy my fam, my immediate family, uh, my household. And I take the time and I call my sisters and brothers and make sure that they're okay. And we we uh, we break bread over the phone and, and we keep in touch with one another. And so this is the time that I say that we need to look at our spouses. We need to look at our children and we need to watch them because when you're out of your home, think about this, nine hours out each day leaves 15 hours uh, left in a day and you need five to eight of those hours to sleep. So you only get about seven to eight, seven to eight hours with your immediate family a day. If that really, because there's errands, you got to cook, there's things that we have to do. So that's five days a week and two days off. You may get, if you don't have your own business, uh, cause if you have your own business, you work seven days a week, really, but, but maybe, so if you get two days off, that's 32 hours for you and that's two days off. So because and you need 16 
hours uh, of sleep. So that's eight hours a day because you sleep longer on the weekend. So that's 16 of those those 32 hours uh, to sleep. So this is a very important time for you to connect with your immediate family. We don't know spouses anymore. We don't know our kids anymore. They're at the babysitter or they're at school or they're doing other activities. This is a time to connect with our immediate family and get to know who they are and what they are doing, what is going on in their lives. Watch that husband. Look at that husband. You know, look in his eyes, find out what's going on because you don't know what's going on. You really don't know him. I'm telling you until you actually are retired and you got to look at each other. That's why there's more divorces um, after people retire than ever because you don't know that person anymore because the time was not invested uh, in each other. And you were raising kids. You don't know your kids anymore. You don't know if they're on drugs. You don't know what they're doing. You have to be involved in your family. Amen. You got to know what's going on with them. That's why there's suicides with these young people because they p- parents don't know their kids anymore. You need to get to know your kids. How are they dressing? How are they looking? How are they acting? What is going on with them? Just stare at them. You got to, you're closed in. So now just look at it. Sit back and just look at everything going on in your house. Amen. And single people, you have more time because you don't have a spouse. If you don't have a spouse, you may have a boyfriend, but this is the time for single people to go within themselves and look at themselves. Who are you? Who are you trying to be? What are you trying to do? You know, um, I think that this society today, we're into what you have, what you wear, um, all these material things. But who are you as an individual when you look at yourself in the mirror? Who are you? Who did God create you to be? So when this is over... Um, you'll walk out thinking, you know, where do you want to go and spend your time volunteering your time with with boys and girls, um, uh, people that are in need of of uh, their children being mentored by someone who has made it, someone who is successful. Share your knowledge with someone. Donate your time uh, with someone that may be hurting these these kids, these these black kids uh, in these schools. Um, you know. I did uh, black girls, uh, you know, Utah, um, black girls, they're saying that black girls are being uh, discriminated against and mistreated and keeping them, they're being harassed, keeping them from getting a good uh, education because the teachers don't know how to teach them. Well, you know what, spend some time if you can with these kids and mentor them when they get out of school or or uh, if you're older and you want to just go to school and be a volunteer, I started out being a substitute teacher. That's why I learned when I got to Utah, I said, uh-oh, God told me that I got to watch over the young. So let me start with the with the young people. So I started at the elementary and I, and I substituted from elementary all the way up to high school. And I'm telling you, these kids out here today, it's a hot mess. How they think, what they're thinking, what they're doing. It, it, it will blow your mind. I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. And uh, I just was shaking my head, but I love each and every one of them. Every race, every all the cultures, I embraced them and I love them. And we had a good time together. But there was a lot of racism in these children. A lot of them, when they seen that their main teacher wasn't there, 
they would run out and the parents was like, oh no, you're not going to substitute my kids today. So there's a lot of racism that's taught to these children at a young age and they did not want me to, to teach them or they didn't want to be in my presence. But so substitute if you can, uh, spend some time with young people. That's very important because they are our future. Amen. And, and it's also time to reorganize your house. Um, donate. If you're single, I know you have a lot of clothes because me being single, I was single for so many years. And I'm telling you, I've got so many clothes, so many shoes, and we do not wear them. And we have become different sizes. And I have been so many sizes in my life. And I need to clean up this stuff. Um, what I mean is gather it all up. It's down in my basement and pack it up and take it over to uh, a place that you could donate your clothes or have a or have a yard sale. When things get better, you can also have a yard sale of my very, very expensive things. I think that I'm going to have a yard sale and um, and try to, you know, sell it and share it with people that have an interest in in my type of fashion. OK, because I've got some very nice pieces in and um, um, I would like to share those with people that have that same type of interest because what I have, uh, you don't find anymore. Uh, it's hard to find these days because I have things that were made very well and they look very nice and they're classic pieces. So, you know, have a yard sale. But anyway, just get organized, paint, decorate, do something in your house, make everything around you beautiful. Amen. And call your girlfriends, okay? Reconnect, ask for forgiveness. If you hurt anyone or done anything that was unlike, you know, God, ungodly, you've hurt people, call them and apologize and ask for forgiveness. This is the time to reflect and, and ask for forgiveness so God that can forgive you um, because we are living in the last days and time, family, and things are getting tough out there. Jesus is definitely on the way. The first thing, if you have not been saved, if you are not saved, meaning you haven't given your life to Christ, it's important that you do so now because when Jesus comes, you do not want to be left on this earth with what's about to happen. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. As a matter of fact, things are going to get worser than what they are now. This virus is nothing compared to what we're going to have to endure before Jesus comes. And you got to be ready. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you will not be able to withstand what the devil has in store for you. And it is not nice. It looks pretty, may feel pretty. Trust you me, there's consequences to it all. And you don't want to let the devil have his way with, have his way with you. There's only Christ and, and Satan. You're either going to serve Christ or you're going to serve the devil. And if I were you, I would definitely not want to serve uh, the devil. So um, if you want to get saved, you want to change your life, you want to give your life to Christ, this is what you have to do. I want you to go to Romans 10 and 9. It's in the Bible. Now, the Bible, if you don't have a Bible, the Bible is on your phone. You download the app, the Bible, okay? There's no excuse. I want you to go to the Bible, go to Romans 10 and 9. And the 10th chapter, chapter the 9th verse said that if you confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou shalt Believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Okay, that's the King James Version. Um, there's other versions of the Bible. If you don't understand that, you can also go to the King James Version of the um, 
New King James Version. There's the message version. There's different versions that break down uh, Romans 10 and 9. So you'll clearly understand. But this is how I'm going to break it down to you. First thing when it says Romans 10 and 9 is saying to uh, give your life to Christ. You have to first confess that you are a sinner and ask the Lord to forgive you for your sins. That's the first thing. The second thing you do is that you confess that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross. And on the third day, he rose again so that we may live. So Jesus went to the cross, was crucified, and he was tortured on Calvary. He bled and died so that we can live. God sacrificed his only son because we were in so much sin. See, God created every strand on earth. He knows every thought that we have. And he knows that we are sinners. He knew that we were going to be sinners. He already knows what we're going to do before we even do it. But he sacrificed his son, Jesus Christ, to die so that we can live. So we have to take advantage of this. Who's going to bleed and die for you? No one. Trust me. No one. So you have to confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and that he died on the cross for your sin so that you may live, right? And the third thing, you want Jesus to come into your heart. You want to receive Jesus in your heart. So you say, Jesus, I receive you right now into my heart, okay? You want him to come into your heart right now. That means you don't want to live this life. You don't want to be going through what you're going through. You need Jesus and he wants you to reach out to him and say that you want him to come into your heart and he will. His arms are wide open for you to receive him right now. Once you do that, that means you're saved, okay? So now don't do this if you're not ready to be saved. If you enjoy uh, doing all this wickedness out here and it's fun and good and you're enjoying it, just keep on, don't be trying to fool God. Don't try to impress anybody. Uh, just keep on doing it until you get ready. If you don't believe there's a God, that's all on you. But I'm just saying that this is the way. To, this is how you get saved. Okay, you have received Jesus in your heart and it's now time for you to change. All right. If you're ready to change, you have to start reading the word of God because without reading the Bible, you will not um, have be able to have a relationship with Christ. The Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation teaches us how to live our life. Now, the Old Testament uh, uh, speaks about uh, back there in the biblical times. So you have to know the history in order to know your future. So the old, I'm a New Testament girl, but the Old Testament, it speaks about a lot of things that went on in the world that you need to know about. Amen. So read your word. Start from Genesis. Just read a few verses a day, and this will strengthen your life and uh, in your, your uh, spiritual walk with Christ because you got to get to know him. And this is the, the word of God is truth. There's no other uh, Bible other than the Holy Bible. That is God's word. Don't let anybody trick you into thinking anything else. Okay. So get rid of all that other stuff and uh, only read God's word. Amen. The Holy Bible is God's word. Okay. And then you need to be praying, praying for, for um, what you want God to do for you. Thanking him first and praying to him. Thank him and let him know how you appreciate him for all he's done for you. Amen. 
He has done so many amazing things for you. I don't care if you've gone through troubles and trials or whatever you've gone through. Jesus loves you and he has blessed you. What you chose to do in your life, that's your fault. But Jesus loved you and he has blessed you with so much. Just look around, okay? Then also it's important. You need to fellowship with other believers. Other believers that know Christ and believe in Christ. That will strengthen your relationship with Christ because uh, you everybody is on the same page with who you believe in. And when you, when you start uh, getting a relationship with Christ, you'll start seeing a lot of things and you'll start losing friends because you'll start walking different. You'll start, you'll start talking different. And you know what? It's not an overnight thing. It takes time. It takes time. So be patient, but God knows your heart. He knows you're trying, but if you're not trying, forget about it. Okay. You can't fool nobody. Don't be faking the funk on a nasty tongue. God knows your heart. He sees your heart. So, you know, if you want a relationship, you have to really, really read the word, study the word of God and hang around other believers. That means finding a place to worship if you can. A lot of people don't believe in going to church anymore, but you need to fellowship. You need to have a shepherd over your life, somebody that that you can get to know and you can go to and you can ask them to pray for you. Amen. A shepherd. A pastor watches over his sheep and you're the sheep. And you know, sheep can't go on without a shepherd. You know, they'll they'll run into things. And I know there's bad, bad leaders out there that's turned you off. I understand it all. Trust you me. But when Jesus comes on judgment day, Jesus is not going to want to hear about, yeah, well, you know, they ain't it for money. That pastor, you know, he got all these fine cars and houses and everything. I ain't going to go to church and give my money. I ain't going to, that ignorant thinking, baby, God is going to see you just, he's going to turn his back because he don't want to hear that. What did you do for you? It ain't about what somebody else is doing. It's about what are you doing? You go to church, sit there on your pews and you do work in the church for the church and, and, and pay your tithe and offering and fellowship and get into the word of God. It's not about making friends and all that and what they're doing. It's about what are you doing for Christ? Amen. So that's what I want to see you do. Okay. And uh, there's no excuse. Read the Bible at your job. Read the Bible on your bus. Read the Bible wherever you are. You got a chance. While well, you on Facebook, Instagram, and all these TikTok and all that stuff that's out there that I'm trying to get familiar with. Um, the Bible is there. Take a few minutes out of your time and read the word of God. There is no excuse for your children. Please introduce your children to Jesus Christ. If you're not interested in knowing who Jesus Christ is, please introduce your children to Jesus Christ. It's very, very important. The dollar store has so many nice little uh, books for a dollar that teaches kids about the Bible, Jesus Christ, and all that he's done. I mean, it's, it's, I've seen it. I bought it for, um, uh, my, my class, my classes that I've uh, taught in, in, in the churches. And, and so, um, there, there's knowledge for our little ones too. When they are, they like to be read to when they're little, really little. When you start reading to them, when they're really little, man, it gets in their spirit and you'll be surprised. They'll be great readers and they'll remember what you said about Jesus Christ. And they'll be very, very interested and take them to church also so they can participate in their classes in Sunday school. Sunday school also teaches you about the word of God. And it's very good for the children to watch them sing and participate. It's beautiful. So don't rob your children of knowing who Christ is. 
shame on you because you will be held accountable for your kids too. I know I'm always fussing, right? But I just I just want to tell you because it's it's important. If nobody else is going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And uh, if it hurts, it just hurts. But but I just want you to know that this is the time for us to wake up. This virus is a wake-up call from God. And he's trying to get our attention, family. He is trying to get our attention because when his son comes down here on the earth, you're going to either go up with the Lord, you're going to be left if you're still a Christian and you're so-so, or you're going to just be prepared to just go on down there with the devil. Because the devil is reigning on this earth. And when his time is up and he's cast down, you're going to go down there with him and be burning constantly, burning, burning, burning. Read about it. Read about what happens in hell. Just Google it and read about what happens in hell. Read the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Read that. And it's going to go into what you're going to encounter if we don't turn our life around and what's going to happen if you don't make, uh, make it into heaven. Okay, not trying to scare you, but it is. It's the truth, all right? Don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want to uh, uh, be in a place where there's no sickness and no struggling for money, just nothing but peace and love and, and, and just singing holy, holy, holy and praising God versus this stuff that we're going through here on earth? I know me, I'm trying to go to heaven. I'm tired of this hell right here on earth, okay? I'm tired of, of, of all this here and it's really temporary. It's temporary. And I just want to, to uh, be rich in heaven. God has, oh my goodness, we got a mansion in heaven. And don't you want to be there? Oh my God, who wouldn't want to be there to be in the glory of, with the glory of God? You know, glory to God. I'm just so excited just thinking about that. That's why I don't let this stuff bother me. Um, it, 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 you just can't let this stuff bother you. You have to have a goal where you want to be. When you leave here, when you close your eyes and you're gone, Ghost, where you going to go? Where you going from here? Boy, choose life with Christ today. Trust me, it will change your life. All right. I want you to also read Psalm 51. Okay, that's Psalm. P-S-A-L-M-S. 51. Those that you are not familiar with the Bible. And of uh, uh, chapter 51 in Psalms, verses 10 to 13. And it reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. So that's what you want the Lord to do is to give you a clean heart and renew a right spirit in you. That's that's something you need to say every day, every day. If you can just go to that verse and, and, and every day and ask God to give you a clean heart and renew a right spirit in you, that means to change your heart. If you've done something that is in, in something's in your heart that is is not right. You want God to give you a clean heart and renew a right spirit because your heart changes your spirit. Renew a right spirit in you. Trust me, he will do it and you will be able to continue on and then you'll be able to share 
what you are learning and what you're doing with others and you will enlighten others and tell others about Jesus. And uh, it's, it's just a beautiful thing from there. Okay. Um, uh, there's also a study about, uh, there's a devotional Bible that is out there that is excellent. Um, and it's called um, uh, Jesus Calling Devotional Bible. It's in the New King James Version. And it's published by Thomas Nelson. I tell you, it changed my life because a devotion Bible, along with your regular Bible, when you have a devotion Bible, it really goes into details about what you're reading and it helps you so, so, so much. And so it's important that you have a good study Bible uh, and this devotional Bible has helped me. So I just want to share that with you. There's others. There's many, 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 many. The Bible app when you download it, it has devotions daily. There's so many ways that you can get to know Christ at this time while we are shut in and can't go anywhere. We don't know how long this thing is going to last. We really don't. So make use of it. Don't be in there turning up the liquor bottles and, and smoking uh, cannabis and all this stuff, being high and, and, and being. No, don't go there. It's good to do everything you do in moderation, okay? Don't do anything excessively. OK, you can't really interact with many people because you don't know who has a virus. So this is a good time to keep your body sacred too. keep your body away from demons. OK, I don't care if it's a woman or a man. Keep your body sacred so you don't get that virus. You remember when AIDS came out and you didn't know who had AIDS. This is this is worse than AIDS. They got they got medicine for AIDS now. People have AIDS now. And and, uh, you know, now they're taking medicine. They're still having sex. Uh, uh, unprotected sex out there. Take care of yourself. Women, don't be fooled by them dudes, okay? Dudes, don't get fooled by these females saying you the only one, okay? Ladies, don't get fooled by these men saying that you are the only one because people are liars, okay? And they'll do anything to take you out. So uh, that's another thing I'm going to talk about. Narcissistic personalities. That's going to be on my next um uh, episode on my podcast. We're going to talk about narcissistic uh, personalities because those personalities are what take uh, what is taking out people. Our um, president is a narcissist. There's people around you, I'm sure, that has been narcissists in your life and they will destroy you. That is a spirit of the devil that needs to be cast out and getting out of your life so that you can be restored. Amen. So we're going to talk about that next. I've been doing some heavy, 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 heavy research uh, about narcissists. I didn't know anything about it until one of my nieces said that my nephew was a narcissist. I said, what is that? Man, I start digging into that, finding out what a narcissist is. And I swear to God, I've had many in my life, but I didn't know what that personality disorder was. So now I'm in it. I married one. And so by me, do, I, I tell you, I'm on top of that thing. And man, I plead the blood of Jesus and I rebuke that spirit when that thing comes out. Okay, so that's something that you need to be mindful of. Narcissists, look it up. Okay, look it up. People are taking advantage of people. Uh, there's children that's been raised by narcissist parents. Um, people are dating them, marrying them. They're coming into the lives and they're destroying the generation. Okay, so look into that. Okay, so now check out, check this out. Everything is closed. I looked at this. We don't have any hotels, restaurants, schools, universities. Uh, we can't travel on, on the planes. 
The movies are closed. We can't go to the movies. We can't go to any concerts and listen to some good music. We can't go to any basketball games. The NBA has been canceled. Uh, I I don't know. Baseball may be canceled too. Who knows? No bowling. No shopping. You can't go visit your family and friends. I mean, we are on a lockdown family. So we need to get ourselves together right now. Okay? Take this time and be wise about the germs that are around us and abroad. Amen. And teach your children right now while we're shut in how to keep to protect themselves from germs. Because I know you see it, because I see it too. Um, people are nasty, okay? I watch kids, I watch grown folks when they're they don't wash their hands. So you know what? There's no more handshaking right now, there's no more hugging right now. We have to stay six feet away from each other. So listen. This is God. This is the way of God telling us we need to clean ourselves up, clean our minds, our souls, and our body because we are a nasty, nasty, nasty people and germs have been spread all over this world because of people not being taught how to be clean. So we need to be, this is the time to purify ourselves and to get ourselves cleaned up, okay? People are nasty. I see it and I just go, wow. When I go to the ladies' room, wow, they walk out and don't wash their hands. You know, people go in the bathroom, they come out and out, they don't wash their hands. You just think about that. That is just nastiness, nastiness, nasty. And I want to share with you right quick because I know I've gone on and on and on. But uh, I want to let you know, as you probably already know, that the virus is in, it's an environmental uh, thing. It's in the air. So um, it starts in your sinus area. When you inhale, it goes right to the sinuses. If there is a virus uh, present, it's going to start with your sinuses. So you have to use your nose sprays. And um, you a good remedy that I tried that was sent to me from my sister on uh, YouTube was to boil uh, some lemon peels, onion peels. And after you boil it, that steam, you stick your face and inhale that steam from the from the citrus uh, fruits, you inhale that for about 15 minutes a day. And even you can do onions too. And that's going to loosen up any mucus that develops in your sinus. Because mucus is um, it, it's what we get when we get cold and you get mucus in your, uh, you get headaches because it's all there through there under your eye area. You can't see it, but you feel it, right? So you got to get rid of that mucus and spit it out. Blow your nose and spit this stuff out. Do not swallow mucus because that's what's killing the people. The virus is coming down through uh, the sinus area and going down into the lungs. They said the belly, then to the lungs. You got to kill it. And the only thing that kills the virus is through heat. Also, gargle with Listerine because it sticks on, stays on your tongue. Scrape that tongue. Get that hydroperoxide and scrape that tongue with that. Stick that toothbrush in there. Scrape that tongue. Okay. Gargle with that hydroperoxide. Okay. Use Listerine. Spit that mucus out every chance you get. Get up in the middle of the night. If you get mucus, you get up and spit. Okay. It's very, very important. Do not swallow uh, that stuff. Right now, because that's what's going to take us out. All right, family, don't be anxious and don't worry. God has got your back. Have faith that he have faith. Have faith. And and faith is having the 
the uh, courage to let God have control. Okay, let God lead you. Okay, and guide you through this tough time. You're not going to be evicted from your apartment. You're not going to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have, if you've been laid off, there are um, there's unemployment uh, available to you, and there are laws in place for you. So look at what your state laws are doing to protect you. Okay, no matter what that old dirty landlord may say. He cannot put you out, okay? They say that they're going to try to come. If you can't pay your rent, they say that they're going to have to cut. They're going to try to come after it uh, six months later. But, you know, if that happens to you, just pay a little bit extra a time. Landlords can be crooked. I call them slumlords. But be careful. You are safe. God's got this, okay? Be wise. Be calm. Pray, pray, pray. Okay, when you get that stimulus money, try to save as much as you can because you may have to need it. You may need it. Okay, because if they come after you and wanting that back rent or whatever, um, you know, you you just be wise and save your money. Don't get excited and go drinking, buying all that liquor, making the liquor store people rich uh, and, and the dope dealers or whoever, whoever selling dope, whoever's crack, whatever. Don't get caught up into that stuff. Okay. Stay strong. Stay on the ship, okay? Only the strong survive. And if you don't survive, that's a sign of weakness, okay? Because you've got to be strong during this day and time, okay? Reflect on yourself. Be happy. Be happy. You have happiness. Are you happy? This is the time to find out what's going to make you happy. Do you have peace? Do you have joy? Do you have good friends? Do you have a good support system? Do you have a vision? of what you want to become and what you want to do, what's going to make you happy. Love what you do. Don't do anything for the sake of money because God is going to bless you with money, but doing what you love and not to showboat and and, and uh, do things for material things. Baby, it's it. you're going to be happy and I mean unhappy and you're going to be miserable. So always do what you love. Do what is in your heart. No matter what people say you should be doing, do what God called you to do. Each one of us has a calling in our life. And so you want to you want to walk in the calling that God has for you. Not because you see uh, Sam or, or Sally doing what they do. Do what God has for you. Don't you rely on human beings to bring you joy. Because people are have jealous tendencies. They're insecure. They're very competitive, especially at this day and time. Trust the Lord. Don't trust in people. Love and care for people. But listen, let me tell you something. Love. God says we are to love. But I'm going to tell you something right now. People will let you down. Put your faith in God, okay? Give your life to the Lord. Give everything to the Lord. And don't trust people because even your best friends, they will turn on you. Trust me. I've had it done before. People are jealous and envious and hateful. They smile in your face and they will stab you in your back or in your head right there in your face. So just know that God is the only person that you take everything to him and, and, and let him lead your life. Don't let people lead your life. Okay. Stay connected. Stay connected. Okay. Stay connected to the Lord. Stay connected to your state and what the state is going to offer you um, at this time. Uh, until things get back to uh, normalcy. Amen. Just be careful. Um, if you feel like you're getting symptoms of this 
this virus like you can't breathe. Inhale for 20 seconds. And if you can't hold your breath for 20 seconds, that means that you are struggling. Your lungs are uh, in distress. You are you are getting there. You are getting sick. So um, you just want to make sure you do that. I only got a few minutes left. Uh, beware online. Don't order anything online that you're not aware of. Be safe online. They're coming up with all these gadgets and things, and you want to make sure that you aren't losing your money. And go through PayPal, okay? Stay self and uh, family. Stay self. Stay safe. I mean, stay healthy. Stay wise. Stay on the ship. Don't jump off the ship. God loves you. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to thank you today. Thank you for your loving kindness, God. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that we're here right now. Lord, we ask that you cover us with your blood. Even for the people that have got this virus, Lord, we ask that you stand by them, God. Heal and deliver. Cast that thing out of their body so they can keep on living for you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, protect those that don't have the virus, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We're going to come through this because you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we're counting on you to do that, Lord. We love you and we praise you. Bless this family that's listening to this podcast, Father God, and keep blessing me, Lord, and keep giving me information to give to your people. And as I grow, you know, it. my audience will grow too, but I ask that you give me wisdom on what to say to the people that are listening to me. Lord, I love you. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Thank you, family, for listening and uh, share this podcast with everybody that you meet if you choose to do so. Okay, God bless you and I love you no matter what? I don't care what you think about it. You don't want me to love you. I love you anyway, because that's what God told me to do. And I do sincerely love you. And I thank you. God bless. Until the next time. Good afternoon. This is Dee, Dee Banks. And I am so happy to be able to come before you and speak to you today because life is not promised. I'm doing well. I'm healthy. I stay at home. And I hope that you're doing the same and that you're healthy and that your family is healthy. And God bless those who have lost family and friends uh, due to this dangerous virus. And I hope that the Lord comforts your soul and uh, get you back to where you were before. As we all know, uh, we are born and then we have to die. Unfortunately, this way that we are dying is, is not a good thing because we are not able to be with our friends and loved ones uh, at the time that they come down with this disease. We are all uh, quarantined and our lives, our friends' lives are in the hands of uh, the healthcare uh, industry to pray over them, to comfort them uh, during this this tough time. So I give honors to all those frontline responders, you know, the healthcare workers, you know, all of the essential workers who are out there trying to keep us uh, up and going, feeding us and, and taking care of us and doing all the things that, that we need uh, to have done for us to keep our country going. Um, we uh, want to make sure that when the census comes around, it has been around, that you go online and that you get counted, your household is counted for the census because African-Americans have been undercounted 
over the last 10 years, and we need to be counted because this virus has exposed how many African Americans and Hispanics and Latinos do not have health care. It's not right. Um, I have heard uh, rumors of uh, people who have gone to the hospital, have they been treated due to their social status and being turned away uh, because of no health care. So, family, it's important that we uh, be accounted for and it's important that we make it to the polls this year. I don't care if you're blind, crippled, and crazy. We have got to get out and vote uh, this election more than ever before because it has shown us, this country has shown us how unprepared we really, really are. And we need leadership that is going to put us in a position that we will be able to respond efficiently and quickly and efficiently when something like this uh, attacks us. This has been devastating. And African-Americans have been targeted the most. So family, if you're an African-American, it's important that you stay home. Okay, Uh, if you can, I know that we are hurting financially. Um, Some of uh, us, our people have lost jobs. Things have shut down. But I thank God for the stimulus check. I don't know if you've received yours yet. I haven't. And there's many that I know that haven't received it yet. But um, there's the stimulus check that keeps you afloat just for a little bit because that's not a lot of money. But unemployment, they're giving $600 extra uh, for your unemployment. So, you know, we can't be greedy and we have to think about our lives, our health, and being exposed to others who are uh, asymptomatic too, that don't know they have it. They're going around functioning with no symptoms, but they're uh, infecting other people. So this is a very dangerous time for Hispanics, Latinos, and African-Americans that we think wisely, and we need to stay home. We need to stop chasing things in life that really, really don't matter, material things that really, really don't matter. We just need the basics, the the essential things that we need right now to get us through this virus. The weather is getting ready to get hot here in the next week or so. So they said that that's going to change a few things. But until they come up with testing that we can be tested, I think that it's best to stay as close to home as you can. And if you're working, wash your hands and wear your mask. Don't be going to these parties Don't be going to these concerts. Don't be going to these um, uh, hairdressers and barbers and things like that. I know it's hard to 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 say we are we are most of us are looking just as you know, we're looking unkept a little bit. But I tell you um, what I discovered from this. I tell you, my nails, I've been getting my nails done for 42 years, the toes and the hands, figures. Uh, for 42 years and when um, they shut down the nail salons and I could not go I was forced to uh, do my own nails only to discover that underneath when I took that acrylic off of my nails my nails are damaged my toenails are damaged my fingernails are damaged my hair I had four inches of I lost four inches of my own natural hair from from not um 
getting my ends cut. The hairdressers were just putting stuff in my hair. They weren't cutting my ends. And that's my own fault because I, I wasn't paying attention. But I lost four inches of hair. I had like almost 18 inches of length. And I lost four of it uh, to split ends. So it made me realize that I need to stay away from those places and I need to do my own hair and I need to do my own nails after giving up all that money, um, you know, for these years, uh, having other people do things for me because it's just more convenient. But it's a life lesson for me. I have beautiful hair and I'm sure uh, you have beautiful hair too. So many women have beautiful hair, whether you have hair or not. um, It's important that we take control of our our bodies and do things ourselves and have control of what's going on with our hair, our nails, our health, uh, because out there the hospitals don't care about us. So we need to take better care of our health, eat right, stop eating all these bad foods, because when that virus comes down on us, that our immune system is so weak because we have so many uh, pre-existing illnesses that our bodies can't handle that virus so that's why we're dying at a fast pace so we need to take better care of ourselves it's fine and it's fun to go and to have other people take care of our hair and our nails but I'm just saying that we have to take time and take a look and learn how to do our own self so that we're not caught in a situation where we are dependent on someone else when things like this uh, happen amen Also, uh, this epidemic has brought a lot of domestic violence into the homes and um, people are just not being able to get along with one another. Husband and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends are fighting one another and abusing one another. And so we've got uh, a lot of that going on. The statistics are very, very high. So we have to be careful of that family. Um, I know... When things are open, you know, we're free to go and come anytime you want to. And Bobo or, or, or Momo, you know, when you have something other, something, some other interest on the outside, it just helps keep uh, the fire down. But when you have to look at one another, look at your kids, look at your husband, look at your boyfriend, look at your job, look at your friends. I mean, we have been forced to take a look at our lives. You look in the mirror, you got to look at yourself. I mean, it is so serious and it's a way of God letting us know um, what we need to be doing. You know, we get so busy running to and fro, doing all these busy things. But when the uh, rubber meets the road, a lot of the things that we do are so unimportant and we forget to know who God really is. We can't develop that relationship. We can't hear what he's saying to us. You know, we don't have time to read the word. We don't have time to, to uh, uh, you know, just do anything that's, that is, uh, that are things that build a quality uh, lifestyle. Our children are running amok. Now, family, you have a, you're forced to do your homework with your kids because everything is online. So you have to spend time with your kids. You can no longer pawn them off on the school. You can't pawn them off on the babysitter. You have to look at your children and spend time with your children. And you would be surprised 
where they are in their minds, uh, where they are uh, academically, where they are socially. Uh, you know, it's it's time to get involved with our children. Um, a lot of bullies are out there. So this is the time to find out if you have a bully, if your children are bullies. Uh, are they the ones out here causing all this chaos amongst each other, spreading hate and uh, uh, torturing other children? It's time to take a look at your children and it's time to... Um, you know, turn to the Lord, get to know who Jesus Christ is, a relationship with Christ, so that when something comes down upon us, we are able to withstand it because we have Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen. I'm telling you right now that it's so, so important to know the Word of God and to have that relationship with Christ for times such as this. Another thing I want to talk about is... uh Uh, Social media, social media has been up more than ever before. And it makes so much sense because we are confined uh, in the house and all we have is is television and social media. So um, uh, Bubble, Tinder and Grindr, I had never heard of any of these um, before. But uh, in the month of March, um, it went from 9.3 million to 10.2 million. Isn't that amazing? Social media. And Tinder alone had 3 billion swipes in March. So that's telling me that this is what we are doing. We are out there communicating in cyberspace. We are dating and talking and and I hope not meeting up, but setting up to meet up. and, And you just have to be careful out there, family, because you don't know who you're dealing with um, out there on that social media. Social media will bring on a lot of uh, things like catfishing, ghosting, gaslighting, uh, and love bombing. Love bombing is really big. You know, people, uh, you know, they catfish you and pretend like they're so in love with you and you get all caught up into what you think they look like or what they're saying to you and then you end up being in a mental mess because you uh, spent time believing these things. Now, if you are the type of person that takes this stuff for face value and you're doing it for fun, that's fine and dandy. You might be a, a narcissist, who knows? Uh, But anyway, for the average person who is looking for love, you have to be very, very, very careful at this time because uh, these people on social media are using it as a platform to bully people, take advantage of people, taking their money, you know, stealing your heart, uh, breaking your heart. Um, Just so many things are involved in social media and make sure you're watching your children and uh, making sure that they're not meeting up with people um, that are older than them or they're doing something that is illegal or something very harmful to them. So this is a eye-opening time that uh, we are supposed to be really, really paying attention to our lives and what the devil has in store for you. Okay, because the devil is truly using this time to take us out. And we have to be mindful of it. 
They are going to open up America here pretty soon. Georgia has already opened. They're opening up tomorrow. All the barbershops, all the non-essentials are open up in Georgia. And some other states, the governors are opening them up too. Uh, Vegas is not opening up just yet. They're trying to figure out how they're going to do that, um, which is a big loss to us. I love Las Vegas since I've moved on this part of the country. I love me some Vegas, but unfortunately... That is a very dangerous city at this time due to everything is is so close quarters and, and uh, you know, touchy and, and uh, it's a lot of people. So uh, I'm praying for the city of Las Vegas uh, that they come back, bounce back very soon and figure out, a, figure out a way that they can open up so that we will all be safe. You know, this country will never be the same again, family. Never, ever, ever. Why is because we don't know about this virus. It's it's very dangerous and we don't know what's going to kill it completely. They're going to come out with a vast vaccine that I would not trust because we don't know what's going to be in the vaccine. But we just need to, we're going to have to be uh, distant with one another uh, as far as church. I don't know how we're going to deal with, go forth with church anymore, you know, um, being in close quarters and praying with each other and hugging one another and holding hands and praying over each other. I mean, it is a whole different ball game now that I'm, I'm truly, truly concerned about. But I have given it to God and I, I just ask him to help us uh, figure this thing out because we'll never be the same again. Um, and we need to be doing a lot of praying family. Um, the next thing that I wanted to really go into was, um, at this time, you know, when the, when the country opens up, we are going to, um, be dealing with each other in a way that is different than ever before, like I say, and I'm talking about relationships, and I wanted to share with you, now, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, but when it comes to love and relate relating to one another, men and women, you know, relating to one another, it's something that I love, I've always loved, I've always had an interest in, and I discovered that from me dating myself and uh, connecting with other people who have been in the dating world and what they have gone through and the challenges of um, the life of being single, um, even married too, but but single. And there is a personality uh, disorder out there that I wanted to share with you all that I have been talking about in other episodes, but I haven't been able to get into details because it is so deep. This personality disorder is so uh, devastating. It will devastate you. And I pray if you have the disorder, the narcissist disorder, that I'm praying for you that you get healed uh, from this thing. It's something that happens in, in your childhood. And... Um, men and women when they when they become a narcissist um it's something that they they're they're just callous people they have no feelings they don't care for anyone but themselves and you they do a lot of love bombing you know they come into your life and they make you feel like they're in love with you i mean they it's a, it's called a love bomb 
and they drop that bomb on you and you don't know if you're coming or going and you are so sucked into the beauty. If they're good looking, you're so, so sucked into um, their personality because they know the right things to say. Their sex is incredible. Just everything about them. But once they come into your life and they get You're called a supply. And so once they come into your life and they get you 100%, you know, because their goal is to get you caught up 100%. And then once they get your heart 100%, where you don't want anybody else because that love bomb is so powerful, then they dump you. They ghost you. A lot of them ghost you. And what ghosting means, I'm sure you know already, means that people just disappear. And they disappear for months or weeks or sometimes years without any explanation after they've love-bombed you. So here you are, heartbroken and devastated. You don't know what, uh, what went wrong. You don't know what happened. So you can get that. Or when they come into your life and once they get you 100%, they tell you that you're crazy. They start doing things to you. You catch them doing things and then they claim that they didn't do them. They're big liars. Um, So they lie. They cheat. And I just, you know, I am praying that you don't meet them if you haven't met them. And if you have met them, you're going to have to ask God to deliver you uh, from such a devastating uh, relationship, what has happened to you. And so it's, it's a, uh, I'll say it's a spirit of Satan. Okay. Because when you are, a, when you are a man or woman of God, you will never have those, these traits. There's no way that you would have traits like this. This is these traits that I am finding, uh, about a narcissist is nothing of God at all. And so if you're a loving person, if you're a person that is looking for a serious relationship, look up the definition of a narcissist, okay? I'm saying this because when I found out um, what it, who, what that personality type was, I discovered when I look back in my life and the ones, that, you know, when I was single and dating, the ones that I cared for the most, the ones that hurt me the most, had those characteristics of the narcissist. So I do not want you, if you haven't experienced what I'm talking about yet, I do not want you to ever go through that uh, ever again. I've, I've only been in love a couple of times in my life, but when I did fall in love, I fell very, very hard and... I um, was devastated. And, you know, when you live in, uh, I tell you, I uh, the Washington, D.C. area, Maryland, the DMV, Maryland, Virginia, D.C., I tell you, them, them brothers taught me a lot. Okay, I learned a lot because I was a woman that uh, came from, I was raised in, well, not raised in Utah, but anyway, I left Utah at a very young age. I married at a very young age, and I moved away from here. But it's something about the East Coast men. Oh, my goodness. If they didn't teach me something, oh, my God. But I tell you, I love the experience. I love uh, living on the East Coast for 30 years. I enjoyed it. I had a great life. But I tell you what, there are some games there, okay? And, uh, and when I discovered that I had dated a few narcissists, I was like, oh my God, this needs to be exposed because 
uh, when I read stories, I even bought the, a book uh, that that a guy wrote. And the name of the book is called, let me get it. It is called Prepare to Be Tortured. And it's by A.B. Jameson. And it says, the price you will pay for dating a narcissist. Okay, so um, this book was written. Oh, oh, okay, he's a psychologist. Okay, and this is what it says on the back of the book. It says, the first book by a psychologist, Andrew Jameson, begins with a cracking fictional story based on actual events and peppered with facts. Further chapters, chapters give insight into all things narcissistic, but laced through with personal anecdotes and humor. Invaluable advice and first-hand experience, this is the book everyone should have as part of their dating syllabus, okay? So, it says also, you have finally found the partner of your dreams and everything is rosy. Then before you know it, life becomes a living hell. How could this have happened to you? Well, A.B. Jameson, he breaks it down. And uh, that is, I've been reading it. it it's an awesome book. And I also uh, read online, uh, it's Quora. Um, and they talk a lot about narcissist personality. And I was so devastated. So I'm just bringing this up because now that there's hardly any human touch anymore. You know, we can't, we can't, how we meet people today is very different. And if you're out, if you're a sexual person and, um, you know, you need to be, uh, in a sexual, uh, relationship, uh, with someone, I just say, you have to be careful. You've got two things up against you. You've got, uh, the virus that's out there, asymptomatic people, asymptomatic people, excuse me, uh, have that virus with no symptoms. They need to be tested just like back in the day that, you know, you, you required someone to go get that test to see if they had AIDS or not before you had sex with them. Now it's the same thing with this virus. They need to be tested. Okay. And even you can't even test that really because some of these tests are false. They may say negative, but you may be positive. So it's so scary out there, family. So, um, We've got that that we have to deal with, and you've got personality disorders that you got to deal with, and you have to be mentally strong in order to deal with this beast of a personality and the beast, this virus, okay? So just be careful out there on social media, meeting people, uh, talking to people that you have not met, and even when you meet them, you really don't know them. You got to get to know people these days in order to find love. You know, you really need to pray about it, and you really need to know what you want. You can't be out there just blindly just going to and fro, and you really don't know what you want in a relationship. If you're not interested in marriage, that's fine too. You're only looking for companionship. That's fine too. But when it comes to that sexual thing, getting close to someone and having sex with someone, baby, you are headed for a living hell, a life in hell, because people are playing serious games uh, on the mind. 
tricking the mind. So you uh, and I'm praying for those that are the ones that are the 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 evil ones that are putting all this stuff on out there and tearing up people's hearts and causing so much destruction and, and separation and division because you you know you're careless and you can't love because this world is uh, should be built on love. And I am so thankful to see this virus has brought people closer together. There's been a lot of um, musicians, well, people who are, um, um, what can I say, uh, actors, actresses, uh, musicians, uh, comedians, people are coming together that have money and they're donating thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, into funds to help um, African Americans, people who have lost their lives, and and they're trying to come together and uh, donate masks and um, you know the needs of the hospital so that we can be taken care of better than this country has been taking care of us, and we have to take care of one another, and we need to take care of each other's well beings, our hearts. Okay, we have to love one another better than we've been loving one another in the past. And this virus has shown what we really, really need to do. We need to come together as one because nobody cares about us. So if nobody cares about us, we need to care about us. And we need to care about each other. Instead of tearing each other down, we need to teach our children to love. And we need to love better, you know. And, you know, this love bombing, I love love bomb. You know, if you're going to love bomb, let it be real, the real bomb, you know. Love and love sincerely. If you have a personality disorder that you are callous and uh, you really don't have empathy or sympathy for people, you need help. You need to go and see a psychiatrist. But first of all, you need to go to Jesus and ask. You need to have a relationship with Christ and get delivered from that thing. And I'm serious about that. You need to be delivered from it. I say it, I'm repetitive. I say it over and over again, but it's so important in this day and time. So I'm not going to be on. I've been talking for, looks like 27 minutes now, but I'm going to sign off because I don't want to put you to sleep. But in any case, um, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And what we need to do is we need to um, stay together, you know, be strong and stay home. Okay, so stay together, stay strong and stay home during this time until this and until this epidemic uh, calms down, you know, and get out of our neighborhood. We rebuke that thing. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And that virus is of Satan. So we rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus. Okay, and we want to stay safe. Protect your family. Protect your friends. Love one another. Call one another. Text one another. Video chat one another. Whatever you may do. But let's keep social dis social um uh interacting with one another uh social distance distancing as our number one priority in washing our hands amen and uh building our immune system okay google how to build a stronger immune system let's eat right let's get out and exercise so that we can feel better let's fight this thing together okay let's save one another all right i love you and thank you for listening um let me pray heavenly father in the name of jesus we thank you today 
We thank you for allowing us to live today. We thank you for allowing us to enjoy this day, to breathe, to see, to walk, to feel. Just everything that makes up the human body, Father God, we thank you today. Lord, we ask that you bless those that have lost loved ones during this epidemic, Father. Comfort their hearts. Bring them closer together, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Bring the families closer together, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you touch the hearts and the minds of your people that we know And that we know that you are our Lord and Savior, Father God. And without you, we are nothing. Father God, show us how to love one another better. As an African-American woman and African-American men and children, God, help us to come together stronger than ever before. And help us and show us how to love better and save better and, and learn to have a relationship with you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, not only just African-American, but all uh, of your people, the Hispanics, the Latinos and Latinas, Father God, we are dying at a fast pace. Lord, and we ask that you cover us with your blood as we're out there working on the front lines to protect the people and, and, and are getting infected by helping others, Father God. We ask that you cover us with your blood, with your protection, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We love you, God, and we ask that you bless our finances, Father. Bless our finances, Father God, so that we can still function and and do what it is that we need to do uh, to keep things going uh, in our neighborhoods and and, uh, just in our lives, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you keep us close to you. No matter what happens, Lord, we ask that you keep us close to you. Those that are unsaved, Father, we ask that they get saved. We want to spread the gospel everywhere we go and and to let people know that you are the joy and the peace of this world. And without you, we won't be happy. There won't be peace. There won't be love. There won't be joy because that's what you are. And if, if we don't have you, in our lives. There's no way that we can be happy, Father God. And we ask that you open the minds of your people. Lord, we love you. We're just going to keep on praising you. Keep us safe no matter what. And those that are ignorant and don't know no better, Father God, watch over them too, Father. In the name of Jesus, watch, watch over the nursing homes, Father God, the elderly, the sick. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, fill our tables with food, Father. Some people are going hungry. We ask that you help us help the poor and the needy, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you, and we're going to keep on praising you through the good and through the bad. And we know we're going to get through this because we have to go through something to get to something. And we know that to get through that something is on that other side after we get get through with this that we're going through. We're going to get through it. We know it, Father. We have faith that you're going to bring us through, okay, without a spot or a wrinkle. And we look forward to it, God. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' matchless and marvelous name. Amen. Okay, family, that's it. I've gone on too long, and I will be talking to you soon, and we're going to be talking more about this narcissistic uh, narcissistic personality. I'm going to give you uh, stories that I've uh, from people who have posted things Uh, online about different experiences about what they went through with the narcissist and uh, I'm going to share it with you because I want you to have a happy summer it's going to get hot spring has 
sprung and it's time to have some fun, but at a distance. Okay. And so we're going to, I'm going to arm you with some information that's going to help you protect your heart and be mindful and watchful of that enemy, that narcissist personality that's out there destroying people's lives. Okay. So until then, I'll talk to you soon. Be blessed.